0: Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, oh man, we got a legend joining us today, Kev. Absolutely. Now,
1: if you think about anything Chevrolet, right? Anything Chevrolet in the last, whatever, 45 years, there's a name that should just come right to the top, man. One that stands above and beyond. These guys have been around just kicking some ass on anything from Corvettes, uh, especially as you go into later years, you know, Camaros, all the SUVs, the CTSVs, the ATSVs, the GTOs, the G8s. If you can't quite put your name on it, we'll help you out.
0: Yeah, man. And you, dude, you hear their name from charity auctions, right? To all the big names of performance and competition and racing and. You know, that that sort of Lingenfelter name is just synonymous with rip and rage and performance, badassery, chicanery, you know, championships, trophies, and in, in the works, man. It's just, it's one of those things that when you hear, you know that person is serious.
1: Yeah, and you know, today is really cool because we're not just, you know, talking to somebody at Lingenfelter. We're talking to the Lingenfelter, Ken <laughs> Lingenfelter, Mr. Gentleman of you know the whole car industry he's a fixture here in detroit area so i get to run into him all the time kind of you know rub the elbows you know they've got one of their big facilities you know about a mile from my house so they're their cars and coffees they put on you know all summer long draws just thousands of people they're awesome and of course you know you're walking through checking all these cars and hey there's ken
0: right there's ken hanging out with the crowd it's awesome man i don't see how you keep from getting arrested if i knew they were up there bro i'd be hanging out there so much they'd have a you know <laughs> do not loiter sign or i'd be up there all the time knocking on the door you know it'd just be one of those things i'm like hey um what's the latest what's the greatest can't can, can, can come out and play
1: <laughs> oh i'm always every time i drive by i'm like sneaking a peek over what's in the shop what's out there what's in the what's in the parking lot what do they got going on today man oh uh, it's it's awesome
0: a question for you and and we'll take our our first break and get what can if if you grew up and your dad could be an executive at any of the big three any automotive manufacturer on earth what would you take
1: any one of them does that include like
0: ferrari sure throw it out there what do you what would you take well i mean it seems
1: mythical and awesome to think about you know like a Ferrari, like one of the you know, the supercars, the Italians or whatever. But uh, you know, over here, that's tough, man, because you got uh you know, I, I'm over on the, the Chevrolet Ford side, so either one of those would be pretty awesome. I mean, heck, if my dad was Bill Ford Jr. or somebody like that, that, that would be pretty dope.
0: Yeah, man. I mean I'm a Mopar guy, my my blood pumps that, but you would have to kinda Give the nod to Chevrolet with all the things they did. They made you know, look at all the Camaros, look at all the Corvettes, look at the innovation since the mid '50s. You know, I mean, they for for universal platforms, you can go out and just wing and play and you know race for you know. Uh, it doesn't matter. I love the platforms. You can go from uh, open you know road course type track to the drag strip and then you know to groceries and out to eat. <laughs> and, and that's really what they have. They've they've always had that.
1: Yeah, so this is in Ken's blood, right? I mean, his dad was one of the execs at GM, right? Grew up in this whole kind of automotive scene, you know, passionate from when he was a a young fella. And, you know, it was his cousin, John, who started Lingenfelter almost 45 years ago. Uh, But unfortunately, you know, John passed. And, you know, with all the records and stuff that he set with, you know, NHRA and, and, uh, you know, national event championships, um, Ken was able to come in, right, as his cousin. And, and kind of buy up the organization and really, really kind of turn the knob up, like maybe several knobs, right? Because it went from yeah. uh, you know, a really hardcore you know, engineering performance to just kind of a bigger than life entity that it is right now. Yeah, man.
0: Ken stepped in and said, this one goes to 11. Yeah. And and wicked it up, man. And I can't wait to ask him all kinds of questions. So let's take a break now on the Two Guys Garage podcast. When we come back, you guys, brace yourself. The one and only Ken Lingenfelter joins the Two Guys Garage podcast back after the break. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And how fired up are we? Because we are joined on the podcast by, you know, a guy to talk about racing and just the, you know, the blood pumping through his veins, you know, stamped with a GM sticker. I mean, like, it doesn't get bigger than this. Ken Lingenfelter joins the show. Ken, thanks for the time. Appreciate you coming on with us, man.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. I'm really glad to be here. It sounds like fun.
0: Yeah. So, hey, I got a question. You know, you grew up as the son of a GM executive. Was there a couple cars that, you know, you saw as a kid? Because, look, i got to be honest, Ken, my mom was a PE teacher, and she sent me to the office more times than any other teacher I, I had in school. So I, I imagine, you know, there were maybe cars that you drifted over that wanted uh, that you, you never got your hands on. Your dad was like, no, you can't have that one. Were there cars that you saw as a kid that you're still in awe of?
2: Well, I got to tell you, you know, and, and this is a real simple story, but my dad ran a Fisher body plant and, uh, you know, after work, uh, he'd come home, we'd have dinner and he'd take me back to the factory. I'm talking about like when I'm five, or six years old right now. So I'm running around in the factory with the assembly line there and so on and so forth. Of course, it wasn't running, but um, but I was already a car guy, believe me, by about the age of 10. And, um, you know, GM uh, had the tech center back then and uh, family day came up uh 1963 he took me with him to uh the tech center and i got a look at the split window 63 oh, corvette, corvette. Wow. and i gotta tell you guys uh i was already a car guy but from that point forward i was a corvette guy
0: yeah. I, I
2: i still can remember standing behind that car looking through that split window in the back yes. and just being totally enchanted and uh so at, at that point, boy, it was over. I was going to be a Corvette guy, and yeah. and I've been a Corvette guy all my life. How
0: could you? How could you not be as that as one of your first impressionable images? Like, ugh. Whew.
2: My dad said he said I never shut up the whole way home. I mean, I just kept yakking about that car. And, <laughs> and to compliment the whole thing, you know, that's the ba- those are the days they had the Mako Sharks out as well. So I not only saw the split window, but the Mako Shark Corvettes. And uh, anybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Those were also very amazing concept cars, and like I said, just took the legs right out from underneath me. So, anyway, lots of fun.
1: So all these years later, right, you've got an amazing collection, right? The Lingenfelter collection. And, uh, you know, I've I've been fortunate enough to get in there a couple of times and get to see this just huge, huge selection of muscle cars and European, you know, high-end, you know, Ferraris and everything else. Just this amazing blend. Now, from that, you know, early days when you, when you fall in love with stuff or you get exposed to it for the first time, you know, how many of those in your collection do you think kind of go back to those like early influential days, like that 63 split window?
2: You know, actually quite a bit. And I, I got to tell you, I've got about the prettiest uh, 63 split window silver fuelie that you'd ever want to find. And, uh, you know, it always, people ask me a lot, you know, there are a number of cars in there. You're right, Kevin. It's, you know, it's about 30% muscle cars, about 30% exotics and the rest of Corvettes and some of our uh, family race cars and such. And, uh, but that 63 split window is always one of my favorites. Everybody knows it. and You know, I'm very quickly, uh, able to point it out when people come to visit, but, uh, yeah, you know, i when I was, uh, in my late, uh, teens in the late sixties, early seventies, that was the muscle car, uh, time. So, I mean, I've got some really great muscle cars that I fell in love with back then that I couldn't afford. And over the years, as I, uh, Uh, tried very hard to get a few more pennies to buy another car and another car and another car. Um, You know, I've ended up with a lot of the cars that I really was passionate about. So there's Camaros and there's, uh, you know, some old Novas. Uh, We've got a couple of the cars from the GM Heritage Center uh, back in the, around 2008 when they were selling some of the cars off. And um, it's, it's quite a variety. Uh, But I also have to tell you too, there's a Few cars in there that I've had. Uh, some of my car buddies come up and kind of put their arm around me and uh, ask me if I was smoking something or had a few too many brewskis before I bought, you know, the car that that they're looking at. Because the collection's really eclectic. Uh, there's some wild, wild cars in there.
1: Well, that's that's what I really like about it because it's not uh, fixated on one thing, and, and that's kind of me. I, like I love so many different types of cars for so many different kind of reasons. And you can walk through your collection, and you can get your massive dose of muscle cars. You can see the GTOs. I mean, I think you've got, what, 1954 what, Corvette in there, one of the test mules from Duntov. Is that right?
2: Yeah. It, actually, actually, Kevin, it's the Duntov mule car. It's uh, called EX, EX87. Smokey Annick built the motor. Uh, it's got a big wing on the back. Uh, it runs you know, directly behind the uh, driver's seat. Uh, did 165 miles an hour at Daytona back in those days. Uh, it's quite a car and it's another car people, you know, really come to see, uh, when they come to the car collection. So it's, it's fun.
1: See, you can go from that 54 vet, right? this rare bird to then, you know, sliding a little bit further over and you got, you know, a real Bugatti, you got a Lamborghini, you got a LaFerrari, you got, you know, so you've got the full spectrum in there to just completely get your heart palpitating, you know?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, and, you know, we're about to change things up just a little bit because we've loaned a couple of the Ferraris off to uh, other collections, other uh, museums around the country, and uh, and I've got a a few additional cars coming. I'm I'm focused on a couple of new Ferraris, Uh, one I hope to order in just the next few weeks. I really fell in love with that Tributo. And uh, it's a V8 car, um, and it looks like a Ferrari that I'll spend some time driving. So a lot of the cars that we're going to be buying and upgrading as the as the years go on are going to be cars we can actually get on the road, not just there to look at. But, um, but you know, I, I mean, you you said it. Uh, you know, my cousin John, 30, 13 NHRA Grand National titles in his career. Um, one of the cars that's in the collection that's kind of special all the way around is uh, – uh, the car we raced the Blue Angels jet team with for Motor Trend TV back in the day. <laughs> um, we uh, we raced them uh, the quarter mile. We smoked them on the quarter mile. They kind of caught up to us after that. But uh, this is a C5 twin turbo Corvette that does zero sixty in about one point nine seconds. And wow. and that film is up on the internet for anybody who wants to go see it. It's uh, it was quite a quite a fun thing. Yeah, and I'll just add this too. You know the Blue Angels. Blue Angels jet team comes and flies down at uh, Willow Run Airport every other year at the air show we have down there. And uh, those years they're in town, we invite them up to the car collection for a dinner, the crew and the and the pilots and such, which is just a blast. But uh, in addition to that, we always make sure we're playing that video where we smoked them on the quarter mile.
0: Yeah, man.
1: there you go rope them in and rub it in while you're at it you know
2: all right
0: so ken question for you is there a non-general motors muscle car from that era in your collection
2: you know there are i i you know i always had an appreciation for all of them you know willie you said you're a mopar guy you know i like the mopars too but uh it was a little hard to think about bringing those home with my dad <laughs> being involved with GM, like he was. Yeah, yeah, just I, I So we've we've got some mopars, we've got a few Fords, got a few Mustangs, and uh, so it, you know, it's it's a group of all of them. You know, last year uh, or two years ago, I got one of those Focus RSs and uh, took it to a Cars and Coffee. And while I'm there, uh, a few of the guys that I knew kind of walked over to me and they kind of surrounded me a little bit, backed me into a corner and one of my friends looked at me says what did you drive here and and i started to say says we know what you drove and we want you to know you need to call your wife because you're not going home we're doing an intervention on you and so so that's and really you know kevin you know that too around around this area you were a chevy or a ford or a mopar guy and you know uh there was a lot of a lot of uh, resistance between those three groups. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, but you know, variety is the spice of life. You know, so yeah. don't let them get you down too hard.
0: I'm li- I can I'm literally sitting in front of a '57 Chevy right now, and behind it is a is a 1,200 horsepower C5 Corvette that I have. So I, I understand all that. You know, that sort of um, <laughs> the scenario, if you will, my friend.
1: <laughs> a little mixed blood. A little mixed blood never hurt anybody, right?
0: Right.
2: <laughs> and I, and I gotta tell you. Well, you know, I mean, I love Corvettes, but that C5 Corvette, oh my gosh, we could do so much with that thing. And they're still really cool. I think they're great cars today. They're certainly great for autocross and and road racing.
0: Yeah, I got a FRC, a 2000 FRC, you know, it's got the wide body kit on it. And i tell you, man, that is one of the slickest cars through the air. The aero package on that car, I've been over 200 in it a few times. And the aero package on that car is, from the factory, is just unbelievable. It's one of the, you know, the slickest, you know, sort of, my, in my belief, platforms that Corvette has offered. Now, I don't know much about the C8, which I wanted to ask you about, you know, on the other side of the break, Kind of get your thoughts, opinion, and, and where you think that's going. But I really have have a lot of you know just a lot of love for that c5 platform
2: well it's a it's an amazing platform number one and today they're very very affordable and uh you know i I get a chance to speak to a lot of car groups uh in my career these days and i always like to tell guys that you know when i'm there uh if you want to get started in the hobby you want to buy something to collect or buy something to race or buy something to autocross or just go to car shows and you know, pop the hood and beat on your chest. That C5 Corvette uh, yeah. checks off a lot of boxes because hey, it's a you know very inexpensive way to get involved in in a hobby or a career that's just a lot of fun. That's for sure.
0: You know what I find amazing about Ken and Bert, you'll appreciate this too, is here's the guy that that is at the head of the company but he still goes in and works every single day. He still is out there at events. He still is kind of the life force and driving force behind Lienfelter.
1: Well, speaking of going to events, I mean, we've been trying to connect with Ken here for a while, because he's always somewhere. He's at, you know, he's at the auction, he's at this event, he's at that event. Uh, Ken, maybe you can give us a little rundown of, of some of your latest, uh, you know, adventures, and, and which ones kind of stood out to you this last round.
2: Well. He- You know, you'd think, uh, you know, January, Michigan, cold, you know, snow. But, uh, you know, I started the year with Bear Jackson, then the Beacom Auction in Kissimmee, then the Grand National Roadster Show in Pomona, and then I was a speaker at the Peterson for a cruise-in, and then the Chicago Auto Show just last week. We got three cars, by the way, on the floor of the Chicago Auto Show. And uh, this coming weekend, I'm headed to the McCormick Auction in Palm Springs, we got Autorama coming up. I'm sure uh, you'll be there at least, Kevin. Won't you? Stopping by anyway. Oh yeah,
1: can't can't and, miss Autorama. Uh, that's a good one.
2: And and then Amelia Island, which uh, is just one of the premier car events in the country. And I never miss that event. So that's the beginning of March, and it just continues to go on and on. So wow!
0: Did you happen to make it to Corvettes of Carlisle this past year?
2: I I never miss Corvettes of Carlisle. We uh, actually sponsor the autocross there. And, uh, you know, I know the guys that started that group, uh, very well and, and that, you know, we support the charity that they support, uh, out there, um, every year as well. So yeah, that's, a, that's so, on the top of the list. It's a bucket list thing to go to. And if you haven't been in your Corvette guy, boy, boy get it on your list. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: man. I absolutely love it. I've been there a couple of times, but my buddy Dale Flynn, who just, he found the 13th you know, uh, manufactured big break airbox Corvette. He just won, you know, a couple. Uh, he won the Race Challenge Series reunion a couple other awards up there with a uh, celebrity choice. I think he won and uh, one or two others on a on a car he found in a barn in Berea, Kentucky.
2: How fun is that?
0: <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs>
2: well, it's a fun event. There's no question about it.
1: we got to take a, a quick break. When we come back, Ken, we wanna get a little bit more scoop on, you know, some of the high end stuff that you guys are pumping out right now. What what's kind of hot you know you got your Corvettes there's a huge spike in the market seems like a lot of enthusiasm around trucks and SUVs
0: I I want I want to know that and I also want to know Ken's impression what his thoughts were when he first saw the C8 what his thoughts were when he saw the numbers on the C8 I got a lot of C8 questions for Ken so let's take a break and we'll get right back to it it's the two guys garage podcast with Ken Lingenfelter it's two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b and man oh man we couldn't get happier ken lingenfelter is on our podcast the man behind well really all things performance in the chevy world man your name just when it's attached to a car you know the car is legit it's serious it's a contender uh it definitely is coming with some steam you know that's gotta be kind of cool
2: well, thanks a lot guys you know and i'll tell you it is corvette for the most part it's always been the main product within our business but everything else gm as well
0: yeah. um you
2: know i heard you guys mention earlier cadillac ctsv you know oh my gosh we we've, we've run so many of those through the uh, through the uh, shops and uh, all the holding cars uh, i got
0: 2012 ctsv so that's good to hear <laughs>
2: yeah yeah well you you know you know what i'm talking about i Last year uh, I added an SS, uh, let's see, a 2017. You know they're not making those anymore. Uh, that was one of the Holden cars from uh, from Australia, and you know it comes standard with an LS3, with a little bit of Lingenfelder magic. That thing just runs down the road really fast, and uh, and boy, even the noise it makes is enough to get me going. So a little fun grocery getter that uh, you can have fun, a lot of fun driving. So.
1: Well, that's a kind of a cool thing. Like, uh, you know, Corvette kind of used to stand on its own. Uh, for the most part, it was just such a high tier. But so much of the Corvette, you know, performance, I think, has spilled into some of the other products, right? Like, you know, just CTSV, v the, the Camaro, right? Yeah. The, the older yeah. GTOs and the g 8 So there's a lot of crossover, especially, you know, powertrain-wise. Uh, but I think, you know, even though it might be sort of different suspension setups, you know, obviously the Camaro nowadays, right? And some of these vehicles are so Corvette-like in so many ways. Uh, It kind of lets you really focus on your Corvette, but really have this broad portfolio. So there's something in there for everybody.
2: Well, and you know, that ZL1 Corvette with the uh, LT4 motor, we actually have got uh, a car in the collection. Kevin, I want to make sure I get a chance to show you that. I hope you can come on the 25th of April for our spring open house for the American Cancer Society. But We've got a Z01 Camaro that we, uh, built. Uh, we, we flipped, uh, we put a new supercharger on it. We used the 2650 done by Eldebrock. Uh-huh. but, uh, this car runs on pump gas, thousand horsepower, um, does the quarter mile in about nine seconds flat. Whew. And, uh, you know, we take the slicks and skinnies off it, put on the regular wheels and tires and it's like a regular street car. Um, it's just amazing. Our home racetrack is uh, Norwalk Drag Strip down in Ohio, and it's always so much fun. We'll go down there and race that car, and all the guys with the Copo Camaros look at us like, "Oh my gosh, you know, how can this be?" <laughs> uh, they've got race cars, and we've got a street car that's uh, smoking them by a full <laughs> second. Uh,
1: there he goes, rubbing it in again. I love it, man. I love this guy.
2: What
0: was your What was your first impression the first time you saw a rendering of the C eight? What went through your mind and kind of, you know, how it's evolved and what's happened to it? Explain that a little bit.
2: Well, I, you know, I got to tell you, my daily driver in the last couple of summers has been a new ZR1, and I'm totally enchanted with that car. It's white with red and manual transmission. I thought, boy, I'll never find a Corvette as good and as cool as this. And then the C8 came by. And, uh, you know, we all knew it was coming. You know, we didn't really talk much about it because we didn't want to get anybody at GM in trouble. They all had. They were all sworn to secrecy. But the bottom line is, it is the most stunning car uh, I think I've ever seen come out of General Motors. And to be honest with you, it it, it's right in the ranks from my perspective of Ferrari and Lamborghini and and everything else. I mean, it is just an amazing looking car. Now I have no seat time in it yet. Um, Although I was told uh, this morning actually from our Chevy dealer that the three cars that I have ordered have all been built. And uh, so we'll have them. I think in about three weeks, you know, not to avoid your question, it it was just stunning. I'm mean, jaw dropping.
0: Did it Did it give you the same Did it give you the same feeling as that '63 did when you were ten?
2: You know, I think I could probably say that. Um, I hadn't thought about it that way, but when I think about seeing it for the first time, and uh, and I, you know, I've had an opportunity to sit in it, and I mean to tell you, I, it just it checks all the boxes off. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's 12 colors uh, to get I'm I'm one white with red Corvette guy. So that's mine. I bought one for my wife. She's got a yellow one. And Kristen, my wife, tracks her cars on a pretty regular basis. So she's anxious to get it on the track. We've already got her signed up at Spring Mountain in Las Vegas for uh, uh, with some lessons to get it around the track a little faster. And uh, it, it's an amazing car. And bang for the buck once again. You know, we can always say that, can't we? Corvette has just always been a huge bang for the buck.
1: So from an aftermarket, you know, modifier, right? You guys make parts and you have to make things better. Is it exciting thinking about this new C8? Because, you know, from the looks of it, from the numbers they're posting, I mean, it looks so incredibly over the top, like you said. I mean, it's it's kind of on par with, you know, a lot of these supercars. And you somehow, right, to stay in business, have to make it better. So is it exciting, like an awesome challenge or is there a little bit of anxiety in there like wow is there any is there anything left for us to do to it
2: you know uh, kevin we're looking at that right now and i i have to tell you we don't know what we're going to be able to do or what we're not going to be able to do everything is so much dependent on the electronics these days and depending on how that uh, engine management system is encrypted will depend on how much we can do with it Uh, having said that you know we'll try because our customers always want more and, uh, it, you know, it'll be a fun car to improve on if we were able to do it. To be honest with you, if we're not able to do anything, it's still going to be a very, very fun car because you know we'll take it to the limits with uh, racing and the other things that we like to do. But um, it, it's an amazing car. That's all I can say.
0: So, you know, you you mentioned your your customers. That is so critical because your customers have this level of expectation when it comes to you, your company, the performance they receive uh, from the r and d done by your company what does that what does that feel like as the guy that sits on at the top of the company knowing there's a level of expectation when people are purchasing your products you know
2: well, it just you know makes me and keeps me focused on taking the bar higher and higher and higher all the time and uh, and to be honest with you you know the the c8 corvette i think has kind of turned everything upside down that car was intended and needed to be built to appeal to a different age group and uh, and i'm kind of anxious to start working with that age group a little bit more as well uh we've always been racers we've always been drag racers road racers and uh, i just think there's just a bunch of temptation and a bunch of uh uh how do i want to say it maybe a little anxiety of knowing what we may or may not be able to do with this thing um one thing for sure, it'll always look good. That's for certain. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> what, can, you, can you give us, a, I know you, you're probably kind of chomping at the bit, but can you give us some numbers that you think you'll be able to achieve or if you had your, your kind of goal in mind, a number to, to set for, um, what would that be, knowing what you've been able to do in the past?
2: Yeah, you know, Willie, there's so much that we've got to learn about the car. It would be hard for me to even speculate You know, I know that some of the other products we're working on, I mean, Kevin mentioned SUVs earlier. We've got, uh, you know, the new um, uh, Colorado truck, for example. What an amazing truck that is, Uh, but um, underpowered. And that V6 engine, we put a supercharger on it, tune it, we can make 500 horsepower with that thing these days. We can also sell that product in California because we've got a 50-state legal tune on it that – Keeps it emission uh, uh, friendly with uh, even some of the more strict states. So there's some fun there. There's some fun with the Silverados coming up. Uh, Camaro. I mean, they're, they're, the sky's the limit with regard to Camaro. But yeah. as I said, so much of it is electronics. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see uh, just what we've got and decide where we can go from there.
1: Well, I, I can imagine some guy driving by your shop. You know, about every other day. You know, peeking in, wondering, you know, when is that thing going to roll back out again? (laughs) And what's it going to have under the hood as far as power and upgrades? And, yeah, somebody will be uh, keeping a a tight eye on you. I'm just going to let you know that.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, we're looking forward to that. And, you know, Kevin, you said you've been to the Cars and Coffees, and that's the perfect place to do things like that. You know, from my perspective, Cars and Coffee events are, something you come to um you know to to show off what you drive and we've had everything show up there from you know the latest exotics to some guy who put a turbocharger on his caravan uh chrysler you know i mean it's it's (laughs) it's just amazing and we have a lot of fun with it i i i always believe cars and coffee has to be every saturday and so during the summer we do it every saturday at that wixom location and uh, any anything and everything shows up there, and that'll be a great venue for us to show off what we're doing with uh, with the latest GM stuff.
1: Well, speaking of locations, right? I've got one right here by my house, just outside Detroit. Uh, for people that want to get you know your products, right? You can probably go online, but you've got a couple locations, and then are there other options? Like how do people get really hooked up with Lingenfelter gear?
2: You know, they just need to go to Lingenfelter.com, com. Um, I make myself very available. Uh, I do my own Twitter. Uh, I'm always answering questions and talking with people uh, on social media. So there's lots of opportunities to get in and ask questions. And, you know, everybody's got a passion to do this, that, or the other thing. Some want to race. Some want to autocross. Some want to drag race. You know, some want to customize their cars. Uh, Some people want to build resto mods. I mean, it's uh, the problem with me is I love it all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't get enough of it if you know what I'm saying so there's so much at Lingenfelter.com that's the best way to get to us
0: yeah you guys make sure you take advantage of that Lingenfelter.com Qu- one more question before we run out of time here Ken what was the car that was the first ride to scare you? What was the first car that you took a ride in after you guys did some upgrades to it. And you're like, wow, that, that is scary fast. Not in the passenger seat, but in the driver's seat. Cause there's a difference.
2: Yeah, no, I gotta tell you, I, you know, it, it recently with that, that uh, Camaro that I told you about that uh, ZL1 LT4 car. I mean, it, it's, it's so scary fast that, you know, you, you know when you're sitting in it and getting ready to blast off, there's a certain amount of fear that's in you. But once you make a pass, you just can't wait to get back out there and make a pass again. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's an addiction, man. It, it's a
2: moving target.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Ken, we thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, what you bring to just the car world, because you really have made you know your footprint, your your company, your family has. Changed performance cars the way we drive them the way we enjoy them significantly and that's a definite standout to to you and and your family's sort of contribution to this incredible hobby
2: Well, thank you so much i gotta tell you i've got probably the most fun job in the country uh i i work in my passion which is just exactly what i hope you know others can get a chance to do so
1: well it always seems like in a good mood when i run into them so that's saying a lot well, Kim man, I appreciate it. I'm definitely gonna try to get to the uh, the collection here, I think in April. And uh, I'm looking forward, man. It's been a long winter.
2: April twenty
1: fifth. Yeah, all, right, all right, I'm writing that down right now in my calendar. And uh, yeah, it's been a long winter, so I am I'm geeked up for these cars and coffees because they're awesome and they're a great time and you get such a good following and Detroit is such you know, it's motor city, it's got mad, mad, you know, it's car people in here and I mean just flock flock out this way and uh it's it's like the bug zapper without the zap you know it just brings them in and uh it's a good time i can't wait i'm I'm itching it's been
0: too long of a winter.
2: wonderful i i feel the same way i'm anxious to get right back at it believe me
0: there you go man Well, Ken, we appreciate, again, your time. Keep up the great work, man. And uh, we just appreciate you being on the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Hey, don't forget our show, which is airing every weekend on Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Make sure you check us out on demand as well on Motor Trend. And, again, thanks to our guest, Ken Lingenfelter, our executive producer, Bob Ecker, our producer, Scoop, and my man, Kevin Bird. Yeah, and don't forget to check
1: out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and share your thoughts with us. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2020, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Alright, folks, that was pretty awesome. We got to talk to the man We'll definitely have to bring him back on because there's so much going on in that whole Filter world.
0: Dude, as soon as the C8 drops and people start getting it, we're definitely bringing him on because I know he's going to be first in the game for upgrades.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, folks, we'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast.
0: Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.